I think we're officially about to start. So I'll go ahead and start by introducing myself. My name is Savan, and I am a cosmetic injector, but that's not what it identifies me. I am an artist. <laughs> With a sexy-ass voice. <laughs> I am also a big lover of life, and you only live once, and so I do feel like we truly grow as a person from life experiences. Amen and, to that. And that's kind of what brought on this idea of having a podcast is to, let's talk about everything. Everything. Let's talk about sex. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and we're drinking champagne in the background, so don't mind us because we love champs. And it's Sunday morning and we have a little bit of vocal fry, but we love it. A little rasp. I'm Erin. Um, people also call me Rainbow. I'm from Arkansas. I'm also an injector. And I fucking love injecting. It's my favorite thing in the world. But I also, you know what I love more than injecting? My bestie, Savon. Oh, I love you too. I love you. And she's a boss. Let me tell you guys, I'm so inspired by this girl daily. And here's the weird thing. Y'all are probably going to think that like, who are these girls? They must have known each other forever. Forever. We actually only have known each other for a few months now. And it was like love at first sight. Love. Love, Bestie love. Like in love, besties. And everybody thinks we're together because I'm an out loud lesbo and Savannah is very straight just let's say that but everybody thinks that we're together and you know what we kind of own it sometimes I think it's so cute but I'm like too. oh if you only knew how much um, I love the dick she, <laughs> if you only knew how many times a day that this babe talks about dick all <laughs> fucking day over and over and over <laughs> we're gonna go back to the we're gonna <laughs> We're going to go back to the beginning. So uh, she talked about how she's from Arkansas. So were you born and raised there? I was actually born in Idaho. Um, but I Potatoes? Potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> but I was raised in Arkansas, and I love Arkansas. People think it's people with, like, no teeth, no, what I, no shoes, no girls in Arkansas are fucking amazing. And I love it. I live where the Razorbacks are. We pick Suey. And Fayetteville's amazing. And you're going to have to come visit me. I always come so down you to know, see Savon. You, you want to know something really interesting? So one of my best, best friends, we were inseparable. I mean, she's basically just like married now and lives in a different state. And you know how some people, there's those people that get married and you never see them again because they don't understand that you can have other friendships. Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Lindy. I fucking love you. <laughs> um, she's actually from Fayetteville. And there were so many times what? we talked. I, I you never told me that. Yes. Uh, one of my best friends is from Fayetteville and fucking obsessed with that girl. Her name is Lindy. Well, I know, I'm going to have to meet her. I, I don't, she doesn't live there anymore, but she was kind of like us. She's really big on traveling and people and doing new things. Like, this girl's been all over. Well, we fucking, me and Savon love to travel, which is why I'm, one of the reasons I'm so glad I met her because, like, all we, t like, all we do is just go on adventures. Me and Savon kind of have the same theory about life. Um, I use my mantra as be the light. Me and Savon like to give light and love to everybody around us. And I guess sometimes people look at us and think we might be bitches. I don't know. We don't have RBF, though, because we have so much fucking disport, Botox, all the things. But we I mean, I hear that a lot. Erin even admitted that when she first met me or before she met me. We actually we will talk about this, too. We met on a conference. And yeah, let's go into the whole story, like how we met. Because I think it's like 
I think that's like one of the coolest stories ever and it's probably going to take a little bit of an emotional turn but it's super good because it's really special. Okay. Well, before we go into that, let me just kind of finish a little tidbit since we are so ADD and all over the place. But um, I'll give you a little history about me because Erin was talking about she's from Idaho and Arkansas. She's beautiful. Kind of like a small town loving girl, right? A little Uh, bit. Sort of small, but like 200,000, I guess. Yeah. I'm actually from Israel, so I was born in Israel, and my parents came here when I was five years old. Actually, I I don't even know if I told you the story, but we moved to Canada, and imagine going from Israel, which is like hot Texas weather, to like frigid-ass cold, and my mom was like, get me the fuck out of here, to my dad. She's like, I hate it. What part of Canada was it? Toronto. It was just It was just too cold for her. I remember, I think what did it for her is like one day she was walking out like walking off the porch and she slid on the steps because there were like it was, it was ice and, and she's, she's like, like get me the fuck out of here she's like god damn it I hate this place and so they left and they you know they moved to LA actually because a lot of Jewish people tend to flock to the states that are kind of most like Israel and I would say Israel is a combination of New York Miami and LA all mixed together Really? I swear. I think of it as like Jesus land. I mean, that's like Jerusalem, <laughs> but um, it's like I would, the personality of the people there is like very bold, very blunt. So it's more like New Yorkers. Um, but the the vibe, I guess, and the environment is like a mixture of a L.A. and Miami together. It's like I electric. did not think that. That's amazing. Just I was thinking like they wore like those long like robes and everything. <laughs> Um, I, I think that's like the Islamic <laughs> countries, but okay, whatever. You see, I have to teach her. She's just be- she's a beautiful little white girl. Okay, guys, like we well, culture. I meant, like I was thinking like the Jesus robes. So they came to Texas and they loved it here. And so I'm this like weird mixture of this Israeli Jewish girl from the South from Texas. So because I've been here since I was. With kind of like big city LA energy. Yeah. Like so like I've film. been here since I was like five. So I'm 36 now in case anybody was wondering. It's been a while. Um, but I did maintain the culture of my, of Israelis. And I was actually talking to Seth about this the other night. He's like, you know, you're, you and your family are so warm. If anybody of y'all are listening to, these, listening to this and you go to Israel, Israeli people are so warm and welcoming and nurturing and oh yeah your parents are so sweet like your mom is so nurturing and kind and i think that's where you get like your mama vibes i do i have savannah is so nurturing and like loving and mama-ish i do have that mama savan i do that i i do have that mama hen i've heard that a lot so yeah and then i grew up an artist lover like i actually believe it or not i wanted to be a singer well, you sing very good. And I had incredible stage fright. Girl, I'll have to, I'll have to tell you the story of when I was trying out for cheerleading in high school. Um, which You pro- had stage fright? Oh, my God, in the worst way. I See, I do not see that. I've never had stage fright. I could be friends with this wall behind me. Like, well, I don't have that issue. I can be, you can put me in any room and I'll be friends with anybody. But if you put me in front of a stage and all I'm looking at is just crowds of people, I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, but yeah. like, but you command attention like every room we go into, so it's like you're always on a fucking stage. <laughs> I don't. I guess I just don't see it like that. That's when because you're in your own little 
light and love land. <laughs> She's a flower child. I am. I definitely am a hippie. She's she learning is. this. I'm, like, I'm kind of a hippie too. I like to get in the earth, put my feet in the grass, and get grounded. And I feel like I'm. All the and I feel like I'm also pulling you closer to that, Mike. Yes, and one of my friends like got me into all the crystals and all the tarot and all that stuff, and I'm really into this universe shit. I and love it. Me and Savon, like, that's one of the reasons like we kind of met was this universe path we're on, where I I call it like I follow universe breadcrumbs. So like everything that I do, like every step that I take, I just kind of follow where the universe leads me, and so I have so much direction. Whereas a lot of people live their life with like not a lot of direction, and I literally know which way to go just because I can feel what to do and your intuition it's, it's called intuition yeah i can feel i mean it. life and it's funny that you say that because for the longest time i really fought my intuition i yeah, really did it i was, have too i've always had a really super strong intuition and for some reason you know when i had that feeling like it's oh, not a good idea or like oh, and then you go ahead and do it and I, don't know, fuck. I don't know about, about this like and then i'm like god why i knew this was gonna happen yeah you gotta go with your gut i've learned that so much in everything in like friends and life in the industry of aesthetics like you gotta go with your gut because your gut i mean if you're on the right never path, it, steer you never wrong never I'll never steal your own. There's a reason that it feels so uncomfortable whenever you have that gut feeling that something's off because you know what the answer is? It is off. Something is off. That is so true. That is so true. I actually, I wanted to, you were talking about this and I sent something to myself. I was, uh, it came up today and and here on this note, since we're talking about intuition and the subconscious mind by the way, we're going to dive into this a lot because me and Erin are really into this, especially me. Um, so some interesting facts about your intuition, which obviously everybody comes from your subconscious mind. Did you guys know that it records everything? It's always mm-hmm. al- alert and awake. I'm talking about your subconscious mind. It controls 95% of our lives. It's built on habitat. Or, I can't say that word. It speaks to you in your dreams. You know when you have that dream and yes. it warns you? It has no verbal language. Remember, it's feeling. It takes everything literally. It can do a trillion things at once. It's not logical. It's a feeling. It's yes, and I feel like I feel like the subconscious mind. If you really like learn how to like actually listen to it, and if you have those dreams and you actually like really delve into like what the meaning is, me and Savon love talking about our dreams, and she has a lot of really vivid ones. Sometimes I don't because I don't sleep a lot because <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a little manic sometimes and I don't like to sleep. But dreams like are so telling of so many things. Um, I, I did I tell you I actually have a dream journal because my yes, dreams are so yes. wild. And you like look up meanings and stuff, and I do that too. I love. Like try and sometimes I like take things too literal when a lot of times they're like very abstract, like what's in your dreams. It's not like always like literal, like your lion dream and all that stuff. Oh yeah, my lion dream, yeah. It doesn't or like when somebody dies in your dream, it doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna die. It just means like some some sort of part or season of your life is ending and you have to accept it or something like that. So I I feel like people get kind of freaked out by dreams and so they log them away. Um Oh yeah, we, you see, we always do this. We, we always do. we always go on a tangent we and then we start talking about something like completely different. But we're gonna like revert back. So um, I wanna I wanna go to a story to kind of 
get into the good stuff. So um, a couple months ago, I was going to an aesthetics like symposium, which is kind of like where a thing where you go and train and you go and meet people and network, and that's such a big thing in this industry. And I'm a little like. I'm already a, like, I'm not going to say the word I'm jaded about the aesthetics industry, but there's like, a, I always like to say there's a very ugly side to the aesthetics industry, and a lot of people don't know it till they dive into it, and so I was going to this symposium. I, don't, I think a lot of people don't know it until they get big into it. Yeah, when you're When you're a baby, I call it baby injector, and I don't mean that in like a... Dis- when you're new, yeah. It's not like a dismissive way or rude way it's just like you're new you're starting in the industry and a lot of people know about you um especially if you're one of those that like don't get big on instagram or get that um i don't want to call it famous because i don't think we're famous no it's like it get that injector respect notoriety and like respect as like a good artist because ultimately like some of my favorite injectors don't even have a big instagram following they're just so damn good they don't even have to do much instagram there's so many layers to it and so we were going to a conference in Connecticut and Savon went and it was um it was an amazing amazing conference and um i had, like saw Savon i saw some of the other injectors and you know, I talk to people, but like there was so many people there, so we just can't meet a lot and um, everybody at the same time. And one of the nights, like um, after, I think you need to like go a little bit. Hold on, rewind. I think you really need to explain. Like you knew that I was going there, and what were your well, thoughts? Well, I didn't. No, I knew that you were going there before because when Scott like announced all the pictures and everything, I like saw everybody, and I was like, oh my god, this girl is so pretty. And, you know, and then I like, then you're private. And I'm like, oh, that's fine. But I'm not like a big Instagram creeper. Like, I don't, I kind of stay in my own lane on Instagram and kind of look. But she's so pretty and so captivating. And it's kind of funny because me and Savannah are very similar because sometimes of like how we look and how we present because we kind of have that big dick energy. We kind of intimidate people and they're like afraid to approach us and stuff like that. And Savannah, we were on the dance floor and I have these boots that I got from London, and these boots, I don't know if you heard of Naked Wolf, they're kind of getting more big, but Naked Wolf is like my favorite company because no one has them. They've kind of like just very like goth. And and, and they're not the look that like the basic white chick where it's totally different. It's like Bratz doll goth, Goth, right? Yes, Bratz doll goth. So I was on the dance floor wearing these boots, and had some drinks and just dancing, vibing. And Savon comes up behind me and she comes and she goes, those are my boots. <laughs> and I look behind myself and I said, these are my boots. I'm like, not going to say bitch. These are my boots, bitch. <laughs> but just kind of funny. And she goes, I wear them to EDC. And I go, and I look back at her, I go, I went to EDC, and which is like a big festival in Vegas. So like, it's, it's interesting because like not a lot of people are into that kind of stuff. And um, like EDM and stuff like that. And so that moment, me and her like looked at each other and I'm like, okay, like I like you. And we start talking and dancing. And after that, it was like game over. It was like the rest was history. History. But I do feel like there was a, a big aspect of it was fate. It was kind of like a universe thing. It was meant to be. And I'll explain to you guys why. So those boots have a special meaning to me and the reason they mean a lot to me is my best friend and I'm I'm a very I'm a very friendly person when you get to know me I have a lot of really close girlfriends and had a lot of best friends and and um, there's one friend in particular that 
in my whole entire life, I've never had this close of a friendship, I'll be honest. I don't want to get emotional, but... Um, Let it out, maybe. <laughs> and her name was Crystal. And so she had those boots. And I was like, one day she shows up to my house, and I'm like, whoa. What the fuck? <laughs> those are hot, girl. And she was very much like me and like Erin in the aspect that she did not like to blend into the crowd. She was very artistic and like kind of loud and and just very like edgy, different kind of clothes and shoes and like all that stuff. And I was like, I want those boots. <laughs> and she showed up uh, the next time at my house and she got me those boots. And so we started wearing them together. And everywhere we go, people would always be like, oh, my God, where did... I mean, we get complimented everywhere on them. Everywhere. So I'd never seen them on on anybody else other than me and Crystal or Kourtney Kardashian. Not kidding you. I saw her buy them a few, uh, you know, months after me. Hailey Bieber wore some Naked Wolf, too, recently. After me and Crystal wore them. But I was like, Kourtney, get your own style, okay? <laughs> I know that you're dating Travis Barker. who's a little rock edgy, but, like, you wouldn't have bought those shoes before that. But anyways, besides the point. Um, and so I, I knew that's what drawn me to her. But here's a little bit more significance of the story. Um, Crystal, and this is how I explain it, she was, like, a great love of my life. And I'm not saying that in a sexual way, like, because I know I'm a female. You can have a soulmate that's a girl and that's a girlfriend is your best friend where you literally do everything with you're so close. You shower together. You're like sisters together. Sister vibes, if yes. your tampon's stuck in there, she helps me pull it out. And it's not even in a weird way. It's just like you, it's like you're so deep and connected that like you can almost feel their soul. Does that make sense? I feel like it's because those type of people, I feel like that you were with them in your past life. Like I when agree. you meet those types of people and you instantly connect, you just know that, that whatever the life was before, that there was something really special between those two right. souls. You were sisters, you were whatever, you were together or something. And that was me and Crystal. And about a month and a half, it was like, a, make me cry. I know. This is how I know that me and Erin are really close. She cries when I cry. She yeah. sees me getting tearful and she cries. Um, about a month and a half before I went to the, uh, the conference, the symposium, yeah. uh, Crystal died. She died in a pretty awful tragic car accident and so when i saw aaron wear those shoes and by the way crystal's also blonde <laughs> and aaron's blonde i was i don't even know how to explain it i just felt something kind of come over me where i just felt this great magnet like magnetic force to go towards her and it was just like instant and I think the magnetic force was crystal. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. We really think it is. And, you know, when you lose somebody that close, like me and Crystal talked every day. Um, we voice text all the time before I went to bed. If I randomly woke up in the middle of the night and had a weird dream, I would text her. It didn't matter where she was in the world, she would respond. If she was laying in bed next to a dude that she just finished having sex with, she would respond. Like, that was our friendship. You know, we were that close. And to abruptly lose that, it's like part of you is gone. And I don't think a lot of people have those types of friendships. Like some people go their whole lives not even meaning that. And and that's sad. I hope everybody has that and feels that. But um, 
it was just crazy to me how me and Aaron met like about a month and a half after Crystal had passed away and I needed somebody so badly. And I'm not saying this in a way like discrediting all the support that my other friends were giving me because I'm not gonna lie, I had a great support system around me. My Everybody would come in and check in on me, but I'm just that kind of person that when I am unbelievably hurt, I just, I kind of like shut down in a way that I don't really want to open up to my family or my other friends. I, I need to like almost like, you know, clam up and like go take care of myself and and then kind of come back. You know, I, I don't know if that's an Aries thing, but we definitely don't like to be vulnerable or ask for help or whatever. But me and Aaron met that night and then we became friends that weekend. And then we started talking every day, calling and texting, voice texting. And then I was like, hey, you should come in town because she she by the way, she has two beautiful boys and she gets I'm them. I'm a mama. Yeah, she is. And she gets them every other weekend. And I was like, oh, every other week. I have, so I have them week. one week on, one week off. Yeah. Sorry. That's what I meant. Um, and Aaron has a best friend in Dallas named Seth. And I, I could tell that Aaron could tell that I was really hurting and really needed a friend, even though I had friends that were trying to be there for me. Well, the and night I met you, do you remember we were like out under the, like the moon in Connecticut and we were out by the water and you just started bawling. I started crying. Crystal. I Crystal. And that's like when I saw your soul back. Um, that's when I was magnetized to you like the most because you weren't just like a really beautiful person, like your beautiful face. I saw like the grief that you were having and I saw your soul um, so quickly. And I was just magnetized back to you at that moment. Like, and it, it was to see, I don't think it's, I don't think I've seen somebody in like, grief the way that I have seen you in grief lately and it's really eye-opening and it's very heart-wrenching um but I'm just so grateful that I can be here for you and um I really feel like it was that that's why you know people may think it's weird that me and Swan are this close this fast but like we said earlier like we're on this universe path and like that is why we're here and the other night we were like dressed up like robots at this fun like EDM club called It'll Do and Savannah and me looked at each other and she was like I'm I'm never you better never leave me and I was like I'm never leaving you and she was like I know you're never leaving me and it's just like a soul sister connection and I am so happy about it because I've had like some good friends in the past but like more recently, and one of the things I love about her, and we'll kind of go into this, is Savan, me and her are very, very similar. Like, we are so similar, and in other ways, we're so different. Mm -hmm. And it's this, it's like this really good balance, because the things that I really need to work on in my life, she is really, really strong in that area. Her, her relationship with men. It's, it, my relationship with men is, like, super-duper damaged, because... She has. I've, I've, I've got a lot of, like, trauma. I had a, it, it's just, I'll go into that another time, but I have a lot of really bad male trauma, and Savan has a lot of girl trauma. And because of my male trauma, I channeled that in. I finally realized, like, my kind of my platform, on like, on Instagram and TikTok and all the things, it's women's empowerment, and that's kind of, like, where my business has gotten so strong is just uplifting women and you know, kind of ditching that, like, let's be salty, let's be, like, 
in a competition and saying like, let's unite. We're women. We need each other. And Savon like really um, has been super hurt by women. And so I'm able to channel um, my women's empowerment because it's healed the part of me that I, I couldn't get over like the pain that I had experienced from men. Without um, women. When I, well, I couldn't get over it. Like, it was like bitterness, anger. I worked on it for like 10 years. I went to therapy. I could not release it. Um, and some people like ask me if that's why I'm like identify as gay now. And because I came out when I was like 27, I'm 33 now. And I don't know if that's why. I think it might have something to do with it. But I realized that the only thing that made me feel healed was in, like lifting up women. And that made me release a lot of the bitterness and the anger. And Savannah has been through, we, we're not going to go into these things until later on because of different legalities. And I might not, and I'm not going to go into it in detail too. No. It's another thing. Like we're not going to say names or anything like that. This is not like a bashing podcast. No. This is more of like, this is our life journey. This is what helped me evolve as a person and be a better part, be a better person and get where you're at now and get where I am at. And the thing is, is like shitty things in life happen. It really does. And it's not what happens to you. It's what you decide to do with that. Are you going to stay stuck and resentful and bitter and, and, and ruin the essence of a good person? Or are you going to be a better person from it? And I was explaining this to a friend the other day. Like, once I started swapping the why is this happening to me? Why me? This like victim type of mentality to this happened to me. And what did I learn from it? And there's nothing like in those moments, there's nothing you can do about it. So, you know, if you, if you take it to like poor pitiful me, which we all do that at different seasons, but once you outgrow that stage and you can take it and go, okay, these are the cards that I've been dealt I can either go this way or I can go that way. and Your life will change. It will change. And I, I promise, I think, I think I say this to people all the time that ask me, like, how did you get where you are? Because, you know, I came from literally nothing. Um, and I say this, that I think that the secret sauce is you can have life experiences happen that are really, really bad. And me and Savon have both been dealt Lots of shitty cards we have. Really bad. Like, really bad. I, like PTSD bad. PTSD bad. And you know what? If you can take those things and you can look at them and you can actually turn those things and that pain and that anger and all the things that you feel and you can channel it. Into beauty and, and love. It's oh like God. amazing. And and I and I say that the secret sauce is this. And it takes time, guys. Like I'm not going to sit here and try to be like, I've always been rainbows and sunshines no. and a hippie girl. No, I went through a phase where I was bitter and I was angry and like, and nothing really makes me that, even when I catch myself going into that cycle, like I'm angry, I, I go back to like, hey, palms open. And I don't even oh, know if I... Oh, I love that. I, I love to say palms open. And I don't know if I... Let it come. I never know if I told you that theory. I like have it somewhere written down my phone that like, that... Everything is a season. It happens for a reason or it happens for a lesson. And if we can learn to go through those things with palms open, like release and 
you can't receive with your palms closed, right? And you can't receive by not giving back. It's just not the way the world works or the mm. universe works. And I truly believe that the reason I've been blessed business-wise is because God really does bless those that, you know, you no matter what you go through, you really try to help you bless others and you don't do it for an expectation or any other reason other than bless them. And that my friends and in Hebrew is called a mitzvah. <laughs> I was teaching this to Aaron. I was, you know, whenever, for instance, I don't even remember where we were, but like, I think I accidentally got overcharged or whatever you want to think about it. Like in they're like, Oh my God, they screwed you. They overcharged you, whatever. And I'm like, no, that's, that's my mitzvah of the day for whatever reason that person needed it more. And it's okay. You know, Give or release, right? Palms, Palms open. open. Oh, we overlapped. And I, and, I, and I think what makes me and Savon so similar is even though what's happened to us and even though the trauma that we have, we, we still remain with our heart on our sleeves and we, we, re, we, we refuse to lose the light that we have. And so many people I've noticed, they're so guarded and they're so closed off they're jaded they're jaded and if you don't let that happen to you and if you like really strive to just continue to find light find light every path like find light but it does take continuous work oh even me and Aaron still to this day like little crappy things happen to us and it's like I catch myself getting guarded and not being my normal self and it's like okay no like that remember we had this conversation the other night and I'm not again we never mention names and I'm like no I think that you're misunderstanding that person. It's not mm-hmm. personal. Everybody's going through something, and I think you have the wrong idea. The person you just—you never know what what people are going through, what people are going through, and what battle they are going through. And a lot of a lot of times, and it took me a long time to realize this. And again, guys, it takes work, right? It takes a lot of talking and counseling, and like really understanding yourself. Also, reading books. Like I'm, I'm really big on. Aaron knows this. I love audio, noise, and music. And so I listen. Oh, we always have music playing 24 7. I, I listen to a lot of audiobooks. And, and it's, it's really important to get other perspective. Otherwise, you can, you can get stuck and locked in your head in this like vicious cycle of like misunderstanding and overthinking. So, oh, we, we, we did it again. We're, on we're always going to do it again. I love No, that was the best tangent because, um, you know, the the path, um, one more thing about this path because I talk about it. Anytime I meet someone that I feel like I can feel like a lot of light in them, like that's one of the things um, me and Savon have in common is we can really read energies. We can feel energies. And when I feel someone with a lot of light in them, I always talk about, you know, you can call it God. I call it the universe. Like, This path is so beautiful, and I use the word manifest a lot, but everything, if you're on this path of, like, beauty and light and everything, everything that you want, everything that you dream, you can literally think it into existence just with the power of your mind, and um, just a little book drop, You Are the Placebo by Joe Dispenza. I give this book out to people all the time. Um, If you're like me and you don't like actually like to read books because you're too fucking ADD, um, get it on Audible. I'm really ADD too, guys. I will tell you the secrets to reading books is Audible, Audible, audio. And so this is how I do it. 
everybody thinks it's kind of crazy. I listen to it right before I go to bed. So, and I always fall asleep. So every night I go back to the chapter where I stop. So it's almost like it locks it in your head. Oh, that's a good idea. And so you I should take that one. And so you really start taking those perspective in. And there's a few books that I, I, I almost have to go back to. Whenever I start seeing myself resorting back to that like typical, you know, cycle that a lot of people end up getting like jaded and bitter and selfish or whatever because they're only thinking of their own perspective, I'm like, okay, time to go back to that book. And and it's just it gives so much perspective and it expands on your own perspective and and really helps you to understand even why you feel the certain way that you do and and it helps you to grow and evolve as a person. Yes, and um, let's. Uh, speaking of books, <laughs> I'm going to tell a Savan story. <laughs> oh God, here it goes. So remember how earlier we were talking about how Savan loves to talk about dick. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> she does. And one of the things Savan <laughs> loves. <laughs> oh my God, here it goes. Putting me on blast. <laughs> loves to do with books that. She just does it for fun. Is okay. What is the book name called? The Sex Sorcery. Oh, it's a funny story. <laughs> when I was going through a major single phase, and I was really not trying to date at all. And that's a funny thing, guys, girls, that you're looking for guys and you're trying to date. When I was looking, I met all the worst men. Oh, my God. We won't name their names, but I know all of them. Yeah, like, awful. And then I made a promise. to Me and Crystal made a promise to each other. And we're like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck guys. Fuck wanting to be in a relationship. Fuck any of that. Let's be single and only work on ourselves. Hey, fucking men. Let's go do whatever we want to do. Let's go to the concerts we want to go to. Like, we'll do everything. I'm like, and we don't need a guy. Like, I got you, boo-boo. I was like, I'll be your boyfriend for this year. I'm like, and I'm like, and listen, a lot of guys are going to try to lock us down because um, I, I forget this is a podcast and you can't see, but I wish I can put, put a photo up here of Crystal. She is a walking bombshell bombshell she was a bombshell i wish i could have known her yeah like oh my sorry i got a text from somebody no you're fine Ugh. phone sound savan phone yeah, sound sorry so i'm gonna but go back to the topic of the book okay sorry so listen so i was i did go on dates here and there and this is after i like Okay, so remember, we're on this path, right? We're like, we don't want to date. We don't want guys, whatever. And so I'm like, let's always have a project. So let's go to like painting with a twist. Let's do this. We picked the the music project, me and Crystal. And I'm like, this year, this is, by the way, Aaron, this is when I was really jaded with the aesthetic industry. And I'm like, fuck the aesthetic industry. I'm over it. I mean, I don't feel that way now. I'm like, I just want to make this year about you, my best friend. And it's let's make it the musical year. Because, you know, after the pandemic, it was like all these concerts were canceling. I'm like, let's go to every single fucking concert. And festival. And festival ever. And I like to um, I like to do themes, by the way. This is why we were robots the other night. So I buy these crazy outfits, and we pick a theme. Like, me and Crystal were Barbies somewhere, and then we were robots somewhere. And so we'd always, like, show up in these crazy cons- costumes. 
And um, anyways, back to the books. So uh, one of the projects was making my apartment really vibey. Like oh, and it, y'all, it is, her apartment has laser lights. There's a massive mirror with, like, like the glam core lights to take, you know, the full body pictures. It Her apartment, I'm actually, she just bought a house, and I'm actually really sad because I, her apartment is so cozy and very, like, sexy vibes. Would you not agree? Yeah, I, I did want it to be. I wanted it to be, like, romantic and sexy and just, like, where you just fall in love with being with yourself at your apartment, basically. And so um, me and Crystal one night were sitting on the couch, and I was like, it, I think because I, like, had a date or something um, lined up with this guy that I was kind of dating at the time. And it's funny because I think that I, like, scared him a little bit. Cause, Cause she's a man need to make you work hard, <laughs> make you play front. Love for love. She's a man need to make you work hard, make you sweat hard, make you want to work hard for love. But um, anyway. <laughs> I, I don't, is he watching this or is he like, no, get these girls out He's here. like, get the girls out of this fucking studio. They ratchet. Bitch, you want more, I mean, babe, you want more champagne? Okay. Champies. By, by the way, I'm working on Aaron to stop cup. saying bitch. I can't. I love and saying bitch to my gr- my girls. But I'll explain it. to you this because bitch. well, because she's bitch. girl. You only say it to your besties. I I, I don't know if you're gonna break me oh, from it, baby. Yeah, I'm gonna break you from it. Well, so here's break me from it, bitch. So Aaron is yes, she's a lesbian, so she's around a lot of chicks. So they say that, and I was like, oh, I don't do that. And she goes, why? And I'm like. Because I hang out with a lot of straight men. And if... They can't be saying that they shit. They cannot be calling me or my girlfriend's bitches. And here's the here's the deal with men. Because, um, you know, I love men. And um, they are what you make them. Okay, girls. Here's some, like, little relationship advice. The relationship that you want to have with a man... A man, it starts in the beginning. You set a president. So if you start dating a guy and you start calling your girlfriends and each other bitches all day long in front of them, he's going to slip up and start calling you a bitch. And the problem with guys is they think if they say it playful and then one night they're mad at you and you get in a fight and they're like, yeah, fucking bitch. And it's like, uh, that's not okay. That's not okay. That is not okay. But you and your girlfriends call each other bitches. So that's why I'm like, Aaron, since we're best friends now and, you know, you're going to be around, like... I'm going to try to work on it eventually. I'm trying. I, I say babe. I say bitch. I mean babe, baby, baby, bitch. Okay, back to the fucking book. God, Jesus. God damn it. Back to the <laughs> book. And so I was like, I told Crystal and actually Cherish one day, and I was like, you know, it would be so funny. I'm going to buy these creepy ass <laughs> sex books. Like really creepy. When she and told I'm me gonna, this shit, and I'm, and I'm gonna put them on my coffee table with creepy ass uh, tarot sex cards. Sex sorcery. You didn't even see those tarot cards. Sex. Did you see the tar- spells? Did you see the? Did you see the tarot? Sex magic. Aaron, you didn't even see the tarot cards. I have sex tarot cards. <laughs> do you draw a card before you fuck somebody? <laughs> what do you do with a sex tarot card? Please fucking enlighten me. I mean, it's. I'm not a hoe. I don't have sex with them. I just hang out with them. So you just think that you make them think you're going to cast a sex spell on them. And, and then, then they're like, like, I think that when, when they go to Savant's house and they see the lasers and they see the vibe and they, she puts like this really 
really unique, like sexy music on, but it's not it's not like sex music like the weekend and shit like that. It's like stuff you've never heard of, like, like very vibey witchy. <laughs> Give she's a, a sex. She's a sex witch. To love you, but she doesn't really do sex sorcery. Whatever the fuck that is, she just likes to creep him out and, and let just him leave him <laughs> on. Just leave it on the coffee table and just see to see if anybody asks. Like, so what is that? Um, but yeah, when I had my apartment like redone, so I had it redone, and uh, my aunt's husband did it for me, and he was he was like. <laughs> I was, he's like, well, what's your vibe? And I'm like, music. Think the doors. Think Led Zeppelin. Like, I did I not like the doors, to be honest. Don't hate me, but that was like, I did not like that. What? It was just like, mm, she was playing that last night, and I was like, can we fucking change the channel? I love the doors. I'm more like of a, like, I, I can, like, vibe with some R&B and stuff, but I'm mostly, like, just vibey EDM. We just got really into Embers this weekend because we saw. I can't believe you don't like the doors. I don't. Don't you love her madly? Don't you need her badly? I don't know, I'm just making up a tune. Don't you love her ways? Tell me what you say. Do you hear this sexy vibe? Don't in her voice? you love her madly? Wanna be her daddy? That's the doors. Don't you love her as she's walking out the door? I love it. I love I'm gonna it. make you love the doors. I love it. Um, by the way, I'm gonna take a tangent because I feel like a lot of people listening to this podcast are in the aesthetics industry, and I think we should talk a little bit about aesthetics. Do you want to? Yes. So this is what I said to Savon when we were making this podcast. I was like, we love to bring light. We love to bring love. We're not the the people that. Maybe people see us at face value or much I deeper. I know. I get it's that all the time. Like, oh, you're totally different than what I thought you were. About. All the time. Like, me and her are so misunderstood, and that's one of the reasons we connect, too. Um, the aesthetics industry is super interesting, and me and Savon kind of don't fall prey to a lot of the traps. We kind of see straight fucking through it. Would you agree with me? I would 100% agree. But here's the thing, and this is where I'm at in my point of life, like... I don't really care what other people do as long as they're not hurting other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, if I'm going somewhere and I'm, like, not into the the vibe or the energy or whatever, like, I'm just, okay. And I just, like, I'm removing myself and go somewhere else. It's not that I am not going to judge you for whatever it is that you're talking about or, like, I'm just, like, I'm not really into, like, talking about people. I'm I'm into talking about ideas and music and... Yeah, we just we don't like to participate in the gossip. I want to like share a little bit of my story because I've only been in this industry for four years, and um, I have actually a really cool story of how I entered the industry um, that has kind of made my business become. I want to say this humbly, but it's true. Kind of a boss ass woman empowerment empire. And um, so I... No, she's amazing. Like, I, I like, She's amazing. I feel like I'm in a dream every day. Like, it's like, which Savon kind of lives the same way. We, it. She built her empire a while back. I built my true-ass empire two years ago. But you expanded. Like, you, help, you have so many nurses underneath you. Like, you are doing great versus I 
you know. Well, that's why I'm gonna help you I build le- your fucking empire let, because you're going to. I know, I know. I let the PTSD of being screwed over by like some girls that I didn't want to add any more women with me. But then, you know, again, now I, I mean, I'm in a different place now. I really want to hire nurses and help somebody else and help other women get on that path. You know, she's just was very jaded by the industry and I saw her work and I saw her artistry and her talent and I was like, you really need to do what I'm doing. You've got to like release all that stuff, which she really is good at releasing stuff. And I was like, you've got to release all that stuff and just step into greatness and build your empire. And um, she's about to. I am. Uh, She's about to do it. I am so fucking proud of you. Thank you. I'm, so the New York, so the New York thing was like, it was awesome, but like it really molded me into who I am, and so like I said, take trauma and make yourself amazing from it. Like I, the, I call it the Phoenix Beauty from the Ashes, from the fucking ashes, and you know, Crystal is one of the one of the things that you're you're blossoming into beauty from, in the most insane ways. And just kind of like how New York is and like the break-in was for me. Like we have a lot of things, but it's, that is like the key. And so that's kind of like what, where I got where I'm at. And I am so excited to see Savon do the same thing. And I'm, y'all are going to watch it unfold because I'm speaking this into existence. Y'all are going to watch it unfold and just fucking wait. I love that you are (laughs) I mean, yeah, amen to all that. Oh, I already saw the girls that were approaching you and you were talking about being an injectors. You have a very good intuition. They were the right people. Yeah. I mean. You can sense it. It's just at this point, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I really, I mean, I was already on this, like, path of really stepping into being the best version of myself if I can be. And really, guys, it just takes truly loving yourself and accepting yourself for every part, the good and the bad, you know, we're not perfect. We're human beings and we make mistakes, but it's just, the key is about the key to that is learning from your mistakes. So I remember it kind of goes back to circling back to what I said in the very beginning of this podcast is okay. This happened to me, but what did I learn from that? Mm -hmm. And you know, as crazy as this seems, and I was talking to Aaron about this the other day. Look what time it is. It's one eleven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bitch, we're al- baby, we're, we're, we're aligned. aligned. Bitch, we're, baby, we're aligned. Um, it again. <laughs> it's about even the bad experiences. As weird as it sounds, I'm actually grateful for. Like I was explaining this to her the other day. I was, I was in a really bad relationship for about two years. This guy who, he's not a bad person. The more I look at it, he's not a bad person. But he was bad for me. And I know it's because he didn't truly accept or love himself, for instance. Um, And so he's one of those, and I'm sure we've all dated a person like this. You can't truly love somebody until you love yourself. Otherwise, you're loving another person for yourself. And it becomes this toxic, manipulative like circle of I don't even know how to explain it like when somebody's when somebody has their insecurities and they're looking to you for 
love it's it's this cyclical toxic relationship because you're pouring your love into basically a big black hole right because it's never enough it's never enough when the person doesn't love themselves and after i love the relationship i'm like oh my god like you know how did i get into that relationship oh i remember i did that dumb thing where you go from a really long relationship to boom <laughs> two weeks later i have a new boyfriend because you're scared of being alone and we call those rebounds yeah, but it, like mine was a really long time after that. But it's just, it's. It, I still, I'm gonna call him a rebound because I don't like him. He's there is a, there is a good person in there, me, but, me, me, but me. he's just I mean, once he heals and does work, protective sure. friend. Yeah, I know, but so, but on that note, on relationships, something I learned this year, and I want to read this year. I wrote it. Well, I didn't write it. My aunt wrote it, and it really gave me perspective. So, on the closing part of relationships, something I learned, and this really helped me in life and gained perspective, and actually really changed how I walked away from relationships and friendships. Versus being, like, bitter and, like, angry that that person's still not in my life or whatever, or it didn't work out, I just realized that, like, that season's over. So, Aaron, this is to you. I'm going to read this to you. I'm going to send this to you, too. In any relationship, when we realize that we are the one that gives and gives and gives and we don't get the same in return, we have to realize that season of that relationship may be changing. It doesn't make anybody bad. Again, I don't think that guy was bad. He was just bad for me, right? So it doesn't make anybody bad. Life is a series of seasons. Very few people are in our life for all of our seasons. And this is another concept of losing Crystal and letting her go. Our biggest growth is realizing that not everyone is meant to stay forever. They come into our lives for a season and then they go out. If we can keep an open heart and open palms releasing anyone or anything that doesn't serve us anymore, we will live at peace and not be upset when that season that season ends. So Damn, that was good. So You know I can relate to that one palms too. Open. Palms open. Palms open. Well, you know, I've, I'm like about a year out of a breakup, and those are really hard. People always, I had a really public relationship, and she was amazing, and it just like didn't work out, and it's been really, really a hard process because I was super in love with her. And it's just one of those things where I have to release it and let in whatever comes. So my heart is very open. Um, I always like said I was identified as like straight, like a straight, not straight, straight lesbian. That doesn't make any sense. I identify as a lesbian. I feel like that's even too closed off. I think I'm more like pan, to be honest, which if you don't know what pansexual is, it's you are attracted to a soul. And I'm so attracted to souls, like that, always. And for those of you like, they're so weird. What is wrong with these hippies? <laughs> so if you don't believe in that stuff, here's a better way to look at it. She's attracted to the essence of the person. Oh, what, a million percent. What makes you you. So you know that person, that voice in your head, the person inside the body? She's she's attracted to that. Because you can be an amazing woman, and you can be an amazing guy, or you can be an awful girl and an awful guy. Mm -hmm. It's all about the person. And just like for me, I, I don't like to identify myself as anything at this point. I'm really learning. 
I think it's because I'm in my 30s now. I feel like it felt really and good. And I think because like, you're hanging around me a lot. I think, well, I think it's just because, like, I'm always like, I'm a lesbian. And it's like, I, I do feel like I'm more of that. But that's a box. And I don't want to be in any fucking boxes. Boxes are stupid as fuck. No boxes. And, and boring. Savan, Savan, even though she's straight as fuck, she's a straight girl, not in a box. <laughs> she's just, like, in her own land, eating Sour Patch Kids and... Right now and drinking champies with me because we love each other. I mean, I've had my experiences with girls, too. Oh, speaking of experiences with girls, I want to tell a funny fucking story <laughs> because I just feel like we really need to tell this story that happened to us recently. Um, speaking of the aesthetics industry and girls, do you remember? Well, do you remember? When the other day. <laughs> when we were at that tavern. We were at a tavern and there was... A dermatologist that I've never, I don't, we even don't know, even know who she was. We found out who she was, but we're not going to tell because that's not a good idea. Well, and we, we already said we're not here to bash. We're or, not here to bash. We're just here to tell funny talk stories. Talk about life experiences. It's, it's a life experience. We were, so Savon's like pretty well known in Dallas among the injection world. And kind of like I am in Arkansas, which you're like, where the fuck is Arkansas? Well, it's somewhere on the map, okay? And we were at this tavern in Dallas, and we were just standing there, and this lady comes up to me, blonde woman, like, honestly didn't look like she was going to be super ratchet, puts her finger in my face and says, you shouldn't be injecting. And I'm like, what? I look over, and I'm like, huh? Huh? And I'm like, she's like, you shouldn't be injecting. You shouldn't be injecting. You shouldn't be injecting. And she starts pointing her finger in my face. And I'm like, where's Savon? <laughs> I look fine. And she's like, nurses. Nurses talking. shouldn't be injecting. And I'm like, I'm like, excuse me, who are you? And she's like, nurses shouldn't be injecting. I'm like, yeah, they can. And I'm a nurse practitioner, by the way. She's like, nurse practitioners shouldn't be injecting. I'm a board certified dermatologist. You shouldn't be injecting. And she's screaming at me. And I'm like, oh, my fucking gosh. What is happening? This woman was so drunk. So in my face. So I walk off and I'm like, Savan, come here. I'm like, this lady's really mean. And she's like, let's go like calm her down. And Savan comes up to her and she's like. I, I hugged her actually. She hugged her and she's like, what's wrong, baby? <laughs> Savan, I like to say baby. She likes to like bring people down. And because I was just like you mean really. Bring, bring people up. I mean like bring people down from their anger. Yes. Like bring people calm like down. calm them down. And the lady was looked at her and she was like really confused and someone was like what's wrong and she was like I and she was like you shouldn't be injecting and I'm like and I was like who <laughs> who's injecting like I and clearly done. she like knew I was like what's wrong she and it, it was like really I was like I was like do you know her are y'all like friends and you're upset with her what happened and that it was and like, she like and she gave me the most confused face ever. Like, why am I? Like, she gave me the look like, I don't understand. I'm why like, she's being nice to me? Because I'm trying to, like, be, I'm, tr I'm trying to rip her to shreds. And why is she keeping being nice? And I'm like, babe, like, don't and be it upset. fucked her up in the head. It's like in the Bible, it says, like, poor coals heaping, I don't know how to quote scripture. <laughs> poor coal heaping amounts of coals on somebody's head is, like, kindness. God, fuck, I fucked that one up. It's, it's good to be kind to others. It's like that term what's the selena gomez song the kindness kill them with kindness, kill them with kindness song and that's what you did you fucking killed her with kindness i walked away and me and Savon the next day i was like do you remember that dermatologist that just attacked us 
And that's a little bit of the ugly side of aesthetics. That kind of stuff does not happen a lot, but it does sometimes. And me and someone were like, well, that was weird. And then we had to go find out who she was. And then I was well, like. Well, she kept telling us that her name was Aaron, like Aaron. <laughs> and I was, and like, I was we like, we have the same name. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, Aaron, it's so nice to meet you. Her name is Aaron. You really need to get to know her. She's so lovely. I have a feeling y'all were friends before because you're so upset with her. What happened? It was really confusing. So, it, anyways, it was, we have weird shit happen to us sometimes. And we also have a lot of fun stuff. Like, we went to, so. Let's tell them about It'll Do, because I know it's a big secret, but It'll Do, me and Savon just love to vibe to music, and... We love, love, love music. We Especially love it. EDM, like, but that... Yes, that's all we listen to, basically. Yeah. And It'll Do has, like, the lights and the all the things, and we love to and just... it's super dark in there. Nobody knows who you are. No, and it's all the not, people are so nice. It's not a popularity contest. It's one of those, like clubs bars where you go in there and you're like this is so weirdly refreshing because you have like you literally will have like the young frat smu guys randomly sprinkled throughout the crowd then you'll have the like super artsy then you have goths it was it's, it's just like, like everybody a, and but everybody's like a, so loving it's like a conglomerate like just randomness of people like they're just all different types of people and nobody's there judging. They're just there for the music. And it's the most, it feels like if you've been to a festival, it feels like the same energy, like love, happiness. Everybody's just under the light, so happy. And we went, we went through the other night and Savon, I saw these glasses that she had from EDC. And what are they, like robot glasses? They're, ro they're robot glasses. And they like glow. And we were like dressed like robots, glowing under the lights. So that was a more refreshing night than the dermatologist attack night. So we have all kinds of interesting adventures. And in how many weeks are we going to Closey? We're going to Closey in October. So we're going to Closey. And wait, tell them about Closey. Okay. Uh, like the significance or yes absolutely like why we're going to closey okay so closey is one of my favorite dj musicians okay she mixes music and she makes her own music and her beats are a mixture of like edm slash ethereal closey was actually mine and crystal's favorite musician and i took crystal to one of closey's shows that was in dallas and at first, she didn't want to go because she's like, oh, it's fun. We can't go to every concert. And I'm like, babe, did you see that? Did you catch that? I didn't say bitch. I said babe. 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 Baby. Baby. I'm like, babe, you're going. And you're going to love it. And I took about, I think, like four other of my girlfriends and Donovan. And it was one of our the best nights of our life. Best show. Ooh, somebody's popping Pop bottles. <laughs> popping the bubblies. It was, she just puts on such a good show, like the um, production behind it, the music, the sound, the lights, the colors. It's oh my great. God, I'm so excited. I'm like, I'm so freaking excited. I can't wait. So um, I know we said that we weren't going to mention any names. There's a few names I'm going to mention here. Chad, who's one of good my, names. He's one of my like absolute best friends, like a brother to me. Love him. And he kind of came, basically kind of became a brother of me and Crystal. Just great guy. See, teaching Aaron that not all guys are bad. <sighs> I know. I'm I know. learning. I, and um, 
anyways, we gushed and gushed and kept telling about Closey. Well, um, Chad's always good to us, and he's like, he has taken us to fun concerts and trips, and, uh, and so it was his birthday. He's in Aries like me. And so me and Crystal bought tickets to go to Closey in Colorado at Red Rocks. Which, by the way, guys, if you are big into music on concert, I hear that Red Rocks is one of the absolute most amazing. I can't wait. I've heard all about it. Amazing place to see any kind of concerts because of the echoing of it being in between a mountain or whatever. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's going to go fucking down. What? And so. Wait. It echoes between mountains? It's like in it, the way it's positioned, there's like a big, cool echo or something. <sighs> yeah. So um, me and Crystal bought tickets to Closey for Chad's birthday. And for Crystal to commit to something with me <laughs> six to eight months prior. <laughs> big fucking deal. A year. It's a big freaking deal. Well, you guys know she passed away and we were planning this trip for a really long time. And... Back to the significance to my relationship with Aaron. You know, I, I was explaining this to some of my friends this weekend because they're like, hey, are you a lesbian now? Because <laughs> y'all are like all over each other and like you seem in love. All the time. And I was like, no, I just, I love her so much. And it was just like one of those instant things. And I had that with Crystal as well. And an, another thing I want to admit, there's so much about Aaron that reminds me so much of crystal and there's these little moments that Erin does certain things and her behaviors and mannerisms and her ever essence it just reminds me of crystal so much and like anybody who's really lost somebody they love when they find somebody that even like the slightest bit of resemblance of that person you are so gravitated to them because you miss that person so much you just feel i feel closer to crystal i feel like her memory is not as forgotten when I hang out with Aaron. I know I didn't tell it's you that. It's like, well, you're like whenever me and Simone hang out, she has a lot of moments where she just looks at me a certain way and starts bawling. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> it's hard. So I asked her and I go, hey, and I told her about the story about closing and stuff like that. And I was like, well, it was supposed to be me and Crystal and I would really love for you to come. Like, you have to be there. And so she said yes, and we're of going. Of course. I was like, well, duh. <laughs> we're going. And so, yeah, we're going to go to Red Rocks. Maybe we'll video some of it. Like, it's so beautiful. And I'm a big advocate of music and traveling because you really only live once, guys. Well, kind of. We come back until we learn our lessons. <laughs> That's what I tell Aaron. But, um, you know, like, you're never promised tomorrow. And so you really got to make time for the people that matter, you know, like I, I tell her because she loves to shop. And oh I was my like, God, <laughs> there's a new rumor going on in my town that I am a manic shopper and I'm like, well, it's true. <laughs> Maybe I am. I love to shop. It's, it's, you know what, work hard, shop hard. And my thing is like, uh, I'm like oh, you love to shop. We're just, I'm a more, I'm more of a fashion of a bitch, babe than you think. I bitch, fashion of a bitch, Cardi babe. B collection. I don't know. I don't really do too much of the designer stuff because I was just like, that's way too much. I, 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 I like calculated my head. I'm like, that's like a festival. Isn't it? I know, but like, I don't buy designer clothes. I buy designer shoes, and like, I only have two designer purses. But you can get a really cool out from like from like outfit from like Princess Polly, Fashion Nova. Put some like really cool ass shoes with it. 
cool jewelry and then it is fucking next level shit. I mean, that's true. I, I guess I can't harp on you because the things I spend money on is jewelry and trips. Oh, yeah. And I see the necklace you have on right now. It's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> but that's the significant of the concert. Um, yeah, I'm like really excited about it. So let's see. What what all have we covered? Well, we've covered a lot. And, you know, I, I we're, we're going to wrap it up. But I'm going to say this. We, like, I don't know. You know what I think we should name episode one? What? I think we should name it Crystal. Because what I love about what Savon has done is she keeps Crystal's memory alive. And Crystal, and if you have lost anybody that you love and you're really connected to them, you might know this. Crystal is not really gone. She's just not like here on earth. But she's with Savon everywhere. And Savon keeps her memory alive, talks about her. I think it's the most beautiful thing ever, and I am just glad to be here for her in that. And I know that she's going to be here for me whenever I experience grief or trauma or anything, but I think we're going to name it Crystal. Okay, now I'm bawling. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll have to, I guess, end it on here. But, I mean, let me see. I might have what I, what I wrote Stop about. making me cry all I time. know. Okay, I, I think I might have what I wrote about her. Man, that is one of my other best friends. Um, that her name is Robin. She also lost her best friend to a car accident many years ago, and just like seeing how grief affects people and stuff, it's and it also like they're super connected to. You know, Robin's girl's name was um, Shara and her, you know, Savannah's friend's name was Crystal. It's like they're with them all the time. And I can feel Crystal. I, I've felt Crystal before with us. And <laughs> it's actually kind of beautiful. It is. Yeah, she's... <sighs> Man, I wrote this, like, long letter thing to her. Sum summarize it for me. I'll do the end because she... This is really the if you really want to know the the essence of her. Um, so Crystal manifested manifested transcendence and the light of the heavens. For the religious, the stone symbolized purity, faith, and perfection. You, Crystal, the human being, symbolize unconditional love and kindness, and that's true. I don't know if I ever told you this. She was the nicest, kindest person ever. She made she had this way about her where she, when she would meet people, she would make that each person that she met, even if it was for five minutes, feels so important and special. I can't tell you how many people came forth and was like, she was my best friend, and I like, I, and not dismissing any of it. I, I never even like heard about them or seen them because, but I knew how she was when she met people. She made everybody feels so special and loved and, seen. and heard and seen and to have a person that is i mean as beautiful as she was like oh my god like you guys she was just drop dead gorgeous physically so that's already intimidating on its own but when you meet a person and they're that kind and sweet and makes everybody feel special and beautiful and heard it's like it, it's like wow 
Your unwavering loyalty and trust helped me believe in true friendship again, which is true. She really, truly did. And I was kind of talking about this the other night with Seth when we were up till 5 a.m. just talking about life, that Crystal helped me believe in true, genuine friendships again. I told Seth, if, like, you really want to know if somebody has your back and how much they love you, get in a little fight or get in a fight with them. See how they act when you guys are not, when you guys are on the rocks. Do they still love you and want the best for you? They're not vindictive or anything. Like, that person really loves you for Amen. you. That is so true. And that, I mean, trust me, me and Crystal have gotten in fights and stuff like that. And she never spoke badly of me. If anything, she talked to some of our mutual friends and was like, can you talk to Savannah and miss yeah. her? Da, 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 you know? So her loyalty, I mean, she was the girl that's like, if if you killed somebody, not that we'd ever do that, we're hippies. <laughs> I, she'd be in the middle of the night, like, where do we hide the body kind of thing. I'll, oh, my God. I'll tell you a funny story. Um, I got, me and her stayed up one night having a little too much fun. We were at my boyfriend's house partying, whatever. And we went through his phone and we, I saw him texting with one of his friends that was a girl. And the girl was kind of inappropriate, but he wasn't at all, actually. Looking back, he was not at all. And so I was like, what an asshole, you know, having a little too much wine. And she, and I was like, let's move out of here. Crystal's like, let's go, bitch. But she like, pa we packed all my stuff up in like five minutes in trash bags, left in the middle of the night. And the next day I had to work. She's like, you get to work. And she unpacked everything. And then the next day, one of my best friends, uh, Donovan, who's a guy, and he's like, okay, so he called me, what happened? And I told him, and he's and he's like, so why were you upset, though? Like, he didn't flirt with her and intend anything. And I'm like, because he didn't call her a bitch and tell her to F off. He's like, okay, guys don't, good guys don't do that or say that to girls. So, I mean... Having, he's like, think about how uncomfortable that is if a girl that you've been friends with for years all of a sudden just comes out and tells you how much they like you just because you have a girlfriend. I mean, you can't just start swearing her off. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Good point. And Crystal's like, oh. So then we, like, showed back up. And it was so funny. He has, like, this wine cellar. And so when we were leaving, she's like, wait, let's go into the wine room. We're gonna take all his wine, and I was, and I was like, no, he loves wine. And me and her don't even love wine; we like tequila. And she's like, exactly, get it where it hurts. And so she's sitting here trying to pack up these expensive bottles of wine. I'm unpacking it, trying to put it back. And then uh, the next day, we're like, sorry, daddy, <laughs> bring you the wine back. She, that's all I'm trying to say. She was that friend. She had your back. Unwavering loyalty, trust that helped me believe in true friendships again. You. Crystal, you always put your needs above others than your own. It is, And it is only when your personal energy was completely drained that you would retreat despite being needed. It Crystal may feel, or she, she, met, she would feel as if they were endlessly searching for something, whether it would be the ultimate outlet for their spiritual self or confirmation of their true life's purpose. While this feeling rarely abates, it does not disturb your inner peace and overall happiness with who you are. No matter how tough it seems, you never truly wish to be anyone but your awakened self. I never read this to you, but this is literally describes her. Her spirituality is an inward one at its core, looking less outward at a higher power and more towards finding the power within yourself. Your most fascinating trait has always been your ability to get along with 
and connect with every single person you met. You had a way about you that made everyone feel so close to you. You made everyone feel so loved, so important. You left a mark on each person that you crossed paths with. You weren't a mean girl. You believed in being kind to every person you came across. If I could only have you back, you were my confidant, my joy. God, it's hard reading this. I'm almost done. You were my ring man, my greatest laughter, my private diary, my strength. You were my best friend, my soul sister. <laughs> so, anyways, and if you know. Can anybody listening to this? Can you just imagine if you passed and somebody let your memory live on in this way? And that's why we're dedicating this one to Crystal. I appreciate you. So, so cheers, cheers to this podcast. <laughs> cheers <laughs> to Crystal. Cheers. And we're going to have so many amazing things coming up. Um, this was just kind of an intro telling a little bit about us, our stories, going on our universe rants, talking about Crystal. We're going to talk about Crystal a lot. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about I mean, grief. Grief is a hard thing, and like yeah. people struggle with that. Oh yeah, it's totally understandable. So I cannot wait for what's to come for us. Yes. Big things to come, and we are gonna close this one out. Before I close this out, I just want to say one last thing. Um, since we kind of are on this topic of grief, there is a book that I read uh, or Audible, oh, yes. and. It helped me so I don't know if I would have been able to get through it as strongly as I did the first month after her after her death if it wasn't for this this book. And this book is called Journey of the Journey Souls. of the Souls by Michael Newton. And I really, really, really highly suggest if anybody's lost somebody that's really important to them, their mom, their dad, their husband. Uh, brother, sister, anything like their child, their anything friend. like or not anything, any person that you really loved and adored, read this book. It it changed my life. Like I was already a super spiritual person and intuitive person, and reading this book like literally took it to the next level. I have actually read it like three times. Wow, so. Journey of the Souls. You are the placebo. Joe Dispenza book recommendations. Um, we will be back. We're going to be starting. We're going to drop about an episode a month starting out. And then it's probably going to get more frequent as we learn how to podcast. And we love it. So thank you for listening. Thank you so much. We and fucking love y'all. And the next episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about the aesthetics industry. It's going to be a little bit more. And we can, go, we can go back and forth. Like we we're going to go all over the place. We just need y'all's feedback. It really helps. Yeah, y'all tell us what you want. And um, we love you. Hey, Simone, what are we going to say? Um, one, two, three. Big, big lip energy. Big Wait. lip energy. One more time. One, two, three. Big, big lip, lip energy. energy. Eh.